Once there was an ogre who was known for being very, very, very grumpy indeed. He hadn't always been this way. Ogres were, on the whole, believe it or not, known to be mild, gentle creatures. They seemed slow, but this was just because they were very thoughtful and mulled things over before making any decisions. They were careful in their actions, conscious of everything around them, mindful, you could say. When they had plenty of sleep, that is. When they did not have plenty of sleep, they became unmindful, uncaring, unthoughtful and grumpy. They stomped around, scowling, unhappy. This particular ogre didn't know what to do about it, for the reason he could not sleep was his wife's snoring. He loved his wife very much. She was beautiful and everything that any ogre could ask for ever. They doted on each other, adored each other, agreed on absolutely everything except her snoring. They tried remedies and potions. They tried special pillows and golf balls sewn to her nightdress. They tried earplugs, sleep machines, music machines. They tried separate beds and worst of all, worst of all, they had even contemplated separate houses. Her snoring was so bad and it kept him tossing and turning so much that it no longer mattered if it was a loud and clear snore or a tiny and barely there snore. It still would wake him. They wrung their hands with despair, neither knew what on earth to do. She loved her husband very much and would do anything, anything for him. Likewise, he loved her very much and didn't want her to have to change one little bit. But, but, it was really, really important for ogres to get their sleep. And the ripples were starting to spread around the village, him having not slept well for months and months. A meeting, inevitably, was held and it was decided, as villagers always decide in these kinds of stories, that they had to go to the woman in the woods. Except at this very specific time she wasn't actually in the woods. She was on holiday, in the sea caves. And that was much more daunting a task to go to see the woman in the sea caves. But they needed to do something. The situation was getting serious, very serious. They had no idea how long the woman in the woods would be away being the woman in the sea caves. She had said as much in the note she sent. I've gone to my sea caves. I don't know how long I shall be gone. Please water the plants. The village council muttered and paced and ate cake and drank tea and mopped brows wondering who might be the one to go. The farmer was asked to bring a sheaf of wheat that they may all pick one strand to see who took up the task. It seemed the fairest way for the picker of the shortest, or was it the longest? Now they were only getting themselves confused. Anyway, depending who had the longest or shortest strand from the sheaf of wheat would have to go to see the woman of the sea caves. And of course... With these stories, there is always an impatient woman stood at the back who has the courage and strength to say, Blast it, I'll go myself. It was the wife of the ogre. It's my problem. I'm the cause of this, so I shall go. Obviously, the rest of the village council rose with cries of, No, no, 
no, my dear, of course you can't go. And we all know the weakness of their insistence, for they didn't really mean it. None of them wanted her to change her mind, for they were all secretly relieved that she was the one to go. However, it looked good in the village council minutes to have it documented that they had tried to persuade her against the task. Will you be taking your husband with you? Someone dared to shout. No, she smiled in reply. I think it's best for all of us, don't you, if I leave him here to rest. Again, there was an internal rush of relief as trembling cups were brought to nervous lips to taste of the sweet tea. The wife of the ogre went home to her husband, told him plainly what had been decided. He didn't try to hide how he felt, for this was his wife, why should he? He didn't offer to go with her, for this was his wife. He knew the importance of the mission. He held her. He told her he loved her. He thanked her for her gentleness. He praised her for her understanding. He reminded her as he looked in her eyes that she didn't need to do this if she didn't want to. There were still plenty of options that they could try. They both knew, for the very first time, he lied. There were no more options left. Isn't the woman of the woods who happens to be on holiday as the woman of the sea caves always the last resort? Why is that? Why is the one that can help the most the last to be consulted? Perhaps we are nervous of what we may find or how we may change in some way and sometimes we like things as they are even if they are not that great. The ogre made his wife her favourite apple pie, spiced with cinnamon and a touch of ginger. He made her nutmeg buns and a flask of hot chocolate. He picked her forget-me-nots and gave her a purse of rose petals tied with a hagstone. Just because, you know. The wife of the ogre set off. Now, all this may have given you the impression that the wife of the ogre had a rather long journey ahead of her. She didn't. Not at all. The village was next to the sea, you see. When the woman of the woods said she was going on holiday becoming the woman of the sea caves, it meant she was walking to the other side of the village. On a nice day, it was probably what, a mere hour of a stroll, two if there was stopping on the way. The ladder admittedly could be a bit tricky if you had too many things to carry, but it was a popular spot all be told. Apart from the woman of the sea cave's dwelling, of course. Nobody dared to go in there uninvited. The woman of the sea caves would sit on the edge of the cliff, eating hot doughnuts and ice creams and fish and chips, her stripy darned socks on display as she swung her legs and sang to the birds. There is a common misconception that women who live in woods, or sea caves, are old, wizened, bent, ugly, fearsome creatures, and maybe this one on occasion could be, or would be, but not usually. She was a quiet and gentle lass, called young into her way of being, but still she had a link to a power that many ordinary humans could not understand. This is what made it uncomfortable for people to want to go see her. That much about women of the woods is true. They can see the hidden, mostly the hidden in humans, which is why they are feared so much. The wife of the ogre approached where the woman of the sea cave sat. May I share with you my lunch? The wife of the ogre asked. Of course, 
the woman of the sea caves replied. She scooted up along the edge and patted at the spot beside her. Hold on, she said with a raised finger and went to fetch a pretty embroidered cushion from the back of the sea cave and placed it down next to her own seat. Come, she said, sit, tell me. The wife of the ogre didn't need to say anything, not really. As soon as she began to open her mouth, they both knew the futility of it. They lived in the same village after all. The woman of the sea caves knew exactly what was going on. But they went through the formalities all the same and the wife of the ogre explained how her snoring kept her husband awake every single night. You'll be wanting a spell, is that it? This was where the problem came. For a person to snore in their sleep was quite, quite normal. There was nothing on the surface, at, at least, really wrong with the wife of the ogre. The wife wanted to do the best for her husband and knew that it would make him more and more unhappy if he could not sleep. The husband in turn loved his wife so very much that he didn't want her to change one little bit. So she needed to want it for herself. She needed to want things to change, not to make the village happy or her husband happy, only herself. But, but she slept well every night. She didn't know that she snored. Oh, to be sure, it was a pickle to find oneself in. They munched on the apple cake, they nibbled the nutmeg buns, they slurped the hot chocolate, they swung their legs, they looked out to sea. It is a very fine pickle indeed, agreed the woman of the sea caves. She pursed her lips, she thrummed her fingers. I'm not sure if I know exactly what to do in this situation. You are a healthy woman and by right, as everybody says, you should be with child. Your child will be good and strong. So what is it then? What is it that causes you to push your husband away in the manner that you do? What causes you to create the one thing that is bad for an ogre, lack of sleep? What is hidden in you that rises to the surface when your mind can no longer stop it? The woman of the sea caves pursed her lips some more. The woman of the sea caves thrummed her fingers some more too. She asked the wife of the ogre for the hagstone her husband had given her. The old lady stone with the hole at its centre that saw into things normally not seen or heard. The woman of the sea caves weighed the hagstone in her left hand. It was a good-sized stone and she smiled at that. You will stay here tonight, she said to the wife of the ogre. Sleep in my cave and let me witness you in slumber. With that decided, they chatted and they gossiped and they mildly, politely, without harm, nattered until the sun set and made ready for bed. Lie how you normally lie, the woman of the sea caves instructed. Gentle rest, gentle slumber, she whispered. She sang softly, she knelt at the wife of the ogre's side. All is normal, she continued. You are in your own bed at home. Gentle, 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 but one thing. When the woman of the sea caves knew that the wife of the ogre was asleep, she plucked the hagstone from the pocket she had placed it in and popped it onto the wife of the ogre's face so the hole was in line with her mouth. The wife of the ogre began to snore. The hagstone was able to interpret the snores into a speech that the woman of the sea caves could understand. 
The snores told their story, of their being, of what they were trying to say, but none would listen. The snores were glad that finally, finally, one was there who understood them. Out spiralled all kinds of tumblings and wordings and sounds from deep, deep within the wife of the ogre. They were tragic and sad, bitter and hurt, shy and tender, scared and unsure. They spoke of all the hopes and all the longings that the wife of the ogre had never dared to voice in all her life. Eventually, the speech of the snores made their way into the ears of the wife of the ogre. So startled was she by them that they clear woke her up. She had no idea all this was inside her, except maybe somewhere she did, really. She had forgotten that she had locked it away as a child and now it emerged in front of a husband she loved, not to punish him, but because it felt safe to be heard once more. The trouble was, it didn't know how to speak to anyone. The woman of the sea cave and the wife of the ogre looked at each other, both knowing the next step. The wife of the ogre was eager to leave with the rise of the sun and tell her husband all she had discovered. She thanked the woman of the sea cave, made her promise to come visit for tea and gave her the purse of rose petals, wishing her a happy rest of holiday and she was on her way. The woman of the sea cave, so glad to be of service, went back to swinging her darned striped legs over the edge of the cliff, sing to the birds and scowl at children, because just sometimes it was fun to pretend to be the witch they all thought she must be. The wife of the ogre told her husband everything and they both decided that very night she would lay down to sleep and he would place the hagstone across her lips with the hole in just the right place for the snoring to be turned into words he could understand. He knew as soon as he heard the first utterances how he could help his wife the most. By being there and listening. He felt in his heart the honour and trust that these hidden parts of his wife bestowed upon him and he was determined, determined not to let them down. How deep their love for each other was that she wanted to communicate to him what she could never communicate to anybody in her whole life. When the speech of the snores subsided, the ogre fell asleep. Not because he was bored or uninterested, but because he was reassured and soothed. He knew how to make things right. He knew what he needed to do for his wife and her secret snore wishes. The ogre wasn't grumpy anymore. 